You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Billy Embody. With me is Shay Dixon. LSU is now a week into fall camp, and we're here to give you the initial takeaways from the Tigers' time on the practice field so far. And, Shay, look, uh, you, you got out of going to out, out to practice uh, on Thursday, and Friday is pretty much a walkthrough ahead of the scrimmage. So this is a good time to really hit the reset on, on where we're at in fall camp with LSU so far. Uh, what are your takeaways so far in camp? Yes, yeah, so Thursday, we're weekend. They started last Friday. Thursday got rained out for the media. So if they go indoors, we don't need to be there. Um, just with social distancing stuff. So we didn't see them twice, but every other day we were out there uh, and those two days they got rained out and had to go inside. Um, and we get 20 minutes, right, of individual periods. So it's not like we're sitting around watching, um, you know, the entire 11 on 11 or any of that. It's, it's pretty much just group drills. But uh, we've talked to people, we've gotten a feel for not just what we've seen, but heard from players on interviews and oh, and just sources we speak with. And I circle, I'll put a few things at the top. I think one is something that's noticeable if you just go to practice. And the age of the staff, mind you, there's 10 on-field coaches, like your OC, DC, all the position coaches, you max out at 10. They had six new hires in the offseason for on-field coaching jobs. And, and obviously the six being over the summer with new O-line coach Brad Davis coming in. So even then, they didn't all have it at once. You're a bit staggered. And I can just tell, and the median age of the staff now, I think it dropped by like 21 years. You can tell with the energy out there. I mean, Jake Peets is running up and down through drills with wide receivers and the quarterbacks and lead blocking for guys. And Durante Jones is vocal. Andre Carter, the same way. We've seen Brad Davis running around lighting into this O-line. And it's a combo of, I think, Damone Clark or maybe Jared Small, one of the linebackers said it, Billy, but it was, they know how to be our, we know they're our coaches. They have that level of respect, but they've also reached us on like a friend level and, or, you know, a peer level almost to where they're all out there just for the same goal and, and want to do it together. And I think that new energy on the staff, you can tell, uh, bleeds over to the guys working a bit harder, more focused or whatever it might be. Another thing in terms of focus is one quarterback, like the worst news of camp was that Miles Brennan got injured. Maybe some of the better news of camp is that your quarterback battle got solved already before it even started. So imagine it was going to be Miles and Max getting the lion's share, Garrett Nussmeyer getting some. You've got some walk-ons who will go through. Now that they're down to just two quarterbacks on roster that are scholarship guys and Max being the starter, Garrett Nussmeyer being your incoming freshman, they're force-feeding those guys. And, and we see it in the practice sessions we're at, even in individual periods. It's Garrett, or excuse me, Max gets to go a bunch until he gets the rep right almost. And then Jake Pete's put Nussmeyer through it. And then they go back to Max and then Max again, and then Nussmeyer and, and they'll sprinkle in the walk-ons, but you can tell they're really trying to catch uh, Max Johnson up to speed or whatever it might be, get him ready for the season uh, as quickly as possible with as many reps as possible. Uh, and the players have talked about receivers, O-line, just having one quarterback in there and knowing that Miles is a left-handed guy who does different things, that, or excuse me, Max, than Brennan, who's a right-handed pocket quarterback. So I think it just makes it a bit simpler for him, or at least to focus on one guy is obviously by design a little bit easier. 
Uh, and my third thing is this, and I know they're banged up. We'll talk about that later in the pod, but the D line is as deep as I've seen at LSU in certainly Orgeron's tenure. And, and that's his bread and butter. And they've recruited well. They got a lot of guys back now coming off of last year. And Billy, I just think top to bottom that starters, second guys coming in, even some of the third guys uh, running with the third team who might be freshmen or, you know, young guys in the program. They've got tons of upside. I love what Andre Carter's done so far. You got a head coach who pays a lot of attention to the D line and, that's what wins, right? You win in the trenches in the SEC. And even if we, the ever-evolving change of offensive philosophies, at the end of the day, if you can get after the quarterback or uh, if you can block well, you can win a lot of games. And I think this is a team that's built to get after the quarterback. Yeah, the the defensive line for LSU is, is stacked. I mean, that's something that has stood out since the spring. And like you said, on paper and, and certainly, you know, uh, at least with some of this talent level, uh, they are stacked in the defensive line. If they put it all together, that's going to be a complete game changer uh, for this defense. I, I think, and this is a lot of kind of what Ogeron said on Thursday night, but, you know, Michael Baskerville didn't participate in the spring. And Ed Ogeron said he's playing about as well as he's seen him play. And that's huge because he's somebody that came on strong last year. Uh, excuse the pun for Bug Strong when I talk about him. But, you know, he came on strong last year overtook Damone Clark, was playing really well, missed the spring for the academics. You, you then circle that as a question mark, you know, will he be back? Will he be able to take care of business? He did that, got back in the summer, got to work out with the team, do all those things. And for him to be playing his best ball, I think that's important because you've got the potential to have multiple new starters at linebacker. If they can put it, put a group together that includes Micah Baskerville playing at a high level, that's great for Blake Baker. It's great for Durante Jones because you look at the depth they have created at that position with Mike Jones Jr. Damone Clark is back. They signed Bug Strong, the number one junior college linebacker in the country. He's talked up Josh White a little bit too. That's quality depth. And managing that group and making sure they stay healthy is key. He talked about that a little bit last night as well when we were talking with him. And then I think uh, another thing Ed Ogeron mentioned was Cam Wire standing out at left tackle, doing a good job taking over that position for Dare Rosenthal. And with Chase on Hines out, Anthony Bradford has moved back to right guard. And so Cam Wire putting it all together is even more important than ever. And for him to step up like this, that's key. And solidifying that offensive line is important at the left tackle position. I know, you know, that's not Max Johnson's blind side, but still, if this offensive line is going to take a step forward and, and improve off of 2020, the left tackle position clearly became the biggest question mark, in my opinion, right when Dare Rosenthal tran transferred. If Cam Wire's having a really strong camp, that's big for LSU. And, um, you know, another thing is Kayshawn Butte. He's having a really strong camp, making plays. Ed Ogeron talked him up as well. And that's what you expect from your freshman All-American who's, who's entering his second year on campus, taking another step forward. And, you know, to think about what he did as a true freshman – and what Jamar Chase and Terrace Marshall did as true freshmen and set the expectations very, very high for him. You know, it seems like Kayshawn Butte is meeting those so far. You know, as the page turns to the first scrimmage of fall camp, there, there are a few position battles here that could really start to emerge as um, not necessarily being settled by any means, but guys being able to make a move. And you know, there, there is some nicked up players right now. Glenn Logan, we'll talk about some injuries in a minute, but 
Glenn Logan being out allows for guys like Mason Smith and Jacqueline Roy and Jacoby and Guillory and all these other players to get more reps on the defensive line. I think solidifying the defensive line rotation is maybe not necessarily one of the biggest position battles to watch, but it's in, it's going to be really intriguing what LSU rolls out week one against UCLA as far as who earns the reps, who earns the snaps uh, in, in the game. And uh, it's a good problem to have, but you know, the door is open for a few more reps uh, for some of these players because Glenn Logan is out. What are you watching in some of these position battles, Shay? You know, that D-line is certainly the interior of the D-line, right? And Ojolari might be their high, like Ojolari might be their highest draft pick. Right? Let's just say he's up there. Like he's like a five-star level talent. He's a Mason Smith guy. But he, right now he's in that third down pass rush specialist, you know, mold of player to where we know that Ali Gay and Andre Anthony are going to be the starters or the seniors. And then he'll be uh, coming in, you know, often not, you know, nonstop off the bench, but I would look for more than anything that interior, as you said, where does it shake up? How, how quickly can Joseph Evans, who he seems to love as a multi-year guy. Uh, and then these new guys, Mason Smith to and Roy's got a year under his belt. How quickly can they get onto the field? And I talked about that being one of my deepest positions uh, on this team, and I think everybody can see it. And if they're healthy, they would uh, certainly agree. I like the position battles, Billy. The ones I'm watching are the ones that I can't name just like one other person. Like it's not like an either or for me. And I, I guess point being, running back, I don't know for sure who's going to start, but it's going to be Ty Davis, Price, or John Amber. Like we know that. Um, there's a couple of other like right guard. Will it be Chase and Hines, or will they get Anthony Bradford into it? into some games and try to give them some starts. I know it's just those guys though. And, and right now it seems to be Hines. I like safety and then I like receiver because after Keishon Butte, I don't know. I mean, Dre Jenkins is probably going to be a starter, but then you got to find a third guy and they're not short on options. I just think they have so many guys between returning guys like that, Dre, John Trey, Coy Moore, and then all these newcomers, these four freshman receivers. I could, and I'm sure the staff will want to let this play out uh, all the way up to the UCLA game. And I could see it certainly doing that and then into the season. Uh, I like that spot. And I like safety opposite Jay Ward. We know Jay Ward moved from corner to safety. They have full confidence in him. He seems like he's going to be a great player in year three for him. He was dynamite uh, in those final couple of games, final three games really uh, of last year. But who else? And, and I can't just name one guy because it could be Todd Harris. It could be Major Burns, a transfer from Georgia. It could be, uh, you know, someone else in that room. If a freshman like Sage Ryan really rises, uh, to the occasion over the next month. So wide receiver safety, I guess, beyond Keishon Butte and Jay Ward or the battles I'm watching just because I, I just don't know the answer as to which direction they want to turn. Right. That's going to be an intriguing position as well. You know, I want to see guys step up at receiver and, and figure out, you know, start to get a, get a glimpse in, in a game-like setting of these freshman receivers and who's going to be able to put it all together because they all bring something different to the table. Ed Ogeron talked about that on Thursday night and, and really uh, led off with Brian Thomas, who probably brings the most um, different skill set out of any of the receivers to the room. You know, big, tall, long, athletic, uh, jump ball type of guy can can stretch the field, too. I mean, it has some speed uh, from what we've seen, you know, in, in his high school days. And, and it sounds like at LSU now, too. So I want to see how that pecking order comes together. Um, and, you know, another thing that is really going to be able to happen uh, on Saturday is what it sounds like because Derek Stingley is, you know, getting back to full speed. Uh, Dwight, Dwight McLaughlin has been nicked up at times. Uh, he, he's had a, a tweaked ankle. He'll be fine. 
Um, but getting some of these younger corners reps, you know, Cordell Flotwell is in the nickel, but, um, you know, having guys like Darren Evans get more reps, I know he's a veteran, but then you turn to guys like Radarius Jones, Eli Ricks, everybody knows what he brings to the table, but Demarius McGee, you know, he's on campus. I'm interested to see if we hear any buzz out of him because I got to expect him to play a good bit of snaps, uh, this Saturday. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I know that, and we can dive in a couple of the, since we're talking about these guys and going into the weekend and injury updates, we know we've heard what Glenn Logan, I know he's people spotted him in a walking boot. Um, he's a guy who's been in that spot before. Right. And I think as a veteran that you just say, look, if you're, if your conditioning is right, take your time because you don't need to be in fall camp every single day, uh, putting, you know, more strain on whatever nicks and, and cuts you might have. So I doubt they're rushing him back to the field. Uh, that'll, like you said, it just gives these other guys who are younger some chance some more reps, uh, which is a good thing. And I think I've heard Jacoby and Guillory was a bit banged up. We know that Dwight McLeodern got a little banged up. But so far, and we've heard from Orgeron on Thursday after practice, and he's usually pretty forthcoming, there's been no, like, anyone got injured and they're done for the year type thing. I mean, it looks like a lot of guys are going to be out, you know, maybe a week, two weeks. Are they going to get you know, some rest up closer towards the season. We'll see, but that's the norm for fall camp. So the only Miles Brennan, right, is the only bird that got injured enough to where it was severe and, and it was going to keep him out for a while. Uh, it seems they're going to be good to go with everyone else. I know Landon Jackson and Jarrell Cherry, both the ends, uh, are two guys that haven't been medically cleared yet, but we knew that coming out of the summer. Both of them are coming off injuries and surgery and all that. Um, so no, we hear, look, and I heard Ricks is back at practice now. Stingley, I've I wouldn't worry about that at all. I think a lot of this, you hear, oh, these guys are missing. We're also four weeks out from the season, three, whatever it is now, three weeks out from the season. I think more than anything, a lot of this is just precautionary uh, or just giving them a little extra time for, you know, an injury they normally might come back for uh, from after a week. Yeah, completely agree. Camp injuries, that's that's how it goes. And, and you know, I think and and media, you know, has been allowed at LSU every day pretty much uh, that they practiced. You know, it is only 15 minutes. You know, if, if a guy isn't out there right away, maybe he comes out later. You know, sometimes they work him out with the trainers inside and then they actually. And that happens out. all the time. Yep, exactly. They'll be in the indoor. They'll come out uh, after the media goes in because that's just individual work. So they'll be working on some like rehab things, testing the, you know, let's call it a tweaked ankle for whoever. They'll, they'll test it out, do some drills, kind of make sure that, you know, he's good to go and not overly straining it. And then they'll come out and they'll get some reps in. Uh, maybe a team setting or be able to observe the team portion of practice. So when guys aren't out there, when the media is out there, it's not always end of the world type of stuff. And especially early, early, early in fall camp. And we're talking about Derek Stingley, Ty Davis price, chase on Hines, you know, Dwight McLaughlin played a, a great deal last year. Um, it's it, Glenn Logan has played a ton of football. These, and he's got a minor break in his foot. So, I mean, that's different. He's out. Uh, until, you know, at some point of the season, Ed Ogeron didn't know when, but there's no reason to rush those guys. So, yeah, camp injuries, that's a part of life. Uh, and and I think you maybe look at it the week of the UCLA game, and if you start seeing guys who aren't out there for, you know, game prep, then maybe you get a little bit more concerned. Now, scrimmage number one in Tiger Stadium Saturday afternoon. Ed Ogeron said the guys are going to sleep in, get up, and and go at it. Um, in a game-like setting. And I think, 
you know, this is obviously a, a huge opportunity for Max Johnson and Garrett Nussmeyer to get some more live reps. That's a given. Uh, Shay, what are some of the things that you're looking for uh, this weekend? I, I want to see if they can run the ball. You know, that's one big thing that they're going to have to do. Uh, and usually you hear about the defense being ahead of the offense and scrimmages and certainly like the first ones that usually the defense when both teams kind of know what you're doing. The defense can can get after you a little bit more. But I want to see if they can run it. I want to see if they can throw it. You know, what is the passing attack look like? Do they feel confident in some guys beyond Butte? These are questions that we knew there would be out there going into fall camp. So you just kind of want to see them chip away at those early on. And, and I know it sounds crazy. I'm almost less concerned about the defense, despite how bad they were a year ago. I just think that they've got some new coaches in place. Uh, certainly there's some new pieces in place, a lot of really key pieces back. Um, but I guess defensively I would be, and I'm, I, I say I'm worried about the offense. I just have a lot more questions about how it's going to flow. Uh, and certainly they have a new coordinator as well. But defensively, I just want to see if Orgeron's happy with, look, the communication. There's no, there were no breakdowns. We didn't have guys just running free, you know, in the defensive backfield. Uh, those were sort of things that were like really glaring issues a year ago. So you don't want to see them popping up right away in fall camp. Um, that's probably my my takeaways. Yeah, I tend to agree with you on uh, offense versus defense as far as kind of the, you know, like you said, not really concerned, but, you know, just how how all the questions predominantly it seemed like are on offense. Because I do think the defense is starting to kind of settle naturally. Uh, you've got Jay Ward at safety for at one safety spot, for example, uh, between, you know, among Todd Harris, uh, Major Burns, you know, some of those options at the other safety spot, it seems a little bit better than it was in the spring. I mean, that's a no-brainer there. And then at linebacker, you've got that depth and, you know, a corner and defensive line, there's really not too many issues. So, you know, the new scheme and, and you know, being able to communicate and things like that, that's important for the defense. It's important for the offense as well as they get back to uh, the system that Joe Brady ran in 2019 and bring that back into the field. So I want to really uh, be able to see how well LSU's offensive line protects. And granted, we're not going to be able to see any of it, so we're going to have to hear from sources, and we'll get to talk with Ed Ogeron after the scrimmage. But being able to protect some of the guys like B.J. Ojolari, Andre Anthony, um, you know, Ali Gay, uh, who actually I saw in a gold jersey uh, earlier in uh, in um, the, the video, uh, the hype video LSU just put out, but – um, you know, he's one of those guys that doesn't need to prove anything. So if he's in a gold contact, just take care of him. But, you know, hold up against these elite pass rushers that, you know, LSU seems to have on the defensive line, both interior and on the outside. Uh, I want to see the offensive line protect. That's that's very, very important. Uh, they've uh, struggled at times with it. So uh, and especially Cam Wire, this is a good experience for him to go against guys like B.J. Ojolari, Ali Gay, Andre Anthony, all those fellas. Uh, and, and, you know, continue to grow and, and improve uh, as he gets ready to take over as a left tackle for LSU. So offensive line, uh, and then I mentioned earlier, I wanted to see some of the freshman receivers step up, see who shines uh, when, when the lights are on in Tiger Stadium, so to speak. And uh, then we'll be able to grab all the VIP notes and tidbits for all the Go 24-7 subscribers, Shay, and, and, and then also hear from Ed Ogeron. Yep, we'll be rocking it. So yeah, if y'all, I don't know when you might be listening to the pod, but uh, if it's after Saturday or leading up Saturday, whatever, uh, Saturday afternoon, we'll have that recap and end of the evening and uh, we'll roll from there. I'm excited. Finally get a little scrimmage. Um, Ed Orgeron, I think he even said it wasn't, you know, it's not going to be their heaviest scrimmage there. They still have a few left, including a, a prep for UCLA, but it'll be good for them to get back out there. And, and I think you're right. Resting some guys will give other guys opportunities and 
and hopefully we'll hear about some of it. Yep, absolutely. So if you haven't subscribed to Go 24-7 with a VIP membership, you can do that now. Check us out. You can do that for just a dollar for your first month. Get locked in through the start of the football season. Uh, if you're listening to this on Saturday, three weeks away, LSU kicks off at UCLA. Uh, so we'll be tracking the rest of fall camp and certainly into the season uh, and take you guys through another year of uh, LSU football. So uh, appreciate you guys listening to the pod. Be sure to check back for scrimmage reaction and more on go247.com. For Shay, for Shay Dixon, I'm Billy Embody. Thanks for listening.